Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Read the book of Revelations for yourself. Tribulation. I don't want to be here. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, November 20th, 2019, for the Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. Coming to you from the beautiful Streams in the Desert Live home studio via StarWorldWideNetworks.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is America on the Eve of Destruction. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we humbly come before your throne and bow down spiritually speaking. Lord God, we thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you've yet to do here at 1159 in split seconds just before the imminent return of your one and only begotten Son, who is none other than Jesus Christ, our Lord, Savior, soon coming King and Messiah. Lord Jesus, thank you for taking my place upon the cross of Calvary. I know that you would have done it even if I would have been the only person on the face of this planet to do it for, and I thank you for that, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, have your way in this day. Pour out your your uh, anointing on every word that is spoken, that it fall not to the ground, but go to where you, Lord God, have prepared and ordained for it to go in this hour to the hearts, minds, and spirits of your people who are ready, watching, waiting for your imminent return in the rapture. And Holy Spirit, once again, we say, have your way in this day. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray, amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world as you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. As we open the show for today, I would like to share with you a vision dream that I had back in 1997 of a huge tsunami wave that enveloped the beach on which I was standing. This vision dream opens with me standing on a beach which appears to be on the west coast of America, I would venture to say in my home state of California. As I found myself on this beach, there were a few things that really stood out to me. First of all, the beach was very quiet, except for the motion of the waves. Secondly, the sand on the beach was very pristine, no footprints or other markings upon it. 
I am standing facing the ocean watching the waves when all of a sudden I am drawn to look to my left where I notice that seemingly out of nowhere there is now a little ways down from where I am standing a black Porsche. It is parked on the sand at about the same place where I'm standing and it is pointed towards the ocean as if the person or persons inside were watching the waves as well. Just after noticing that the car was there, I turned my face back to the ocean and suddenly realized that there was now a curled tsunami wave towering hundreds of stories over my head. And just about the time I looked up to see this wonder, it came crashing down on me. The very first thing I noticed just after this had taken place was that A, I was still alive. But not to mention, my friends, the fact that I was not even wet. I then immediately looked back to my left to see what had happened to the black Porsche and found that it had been utterly and completely washed away in an instant. End of vision dream. My friends, the interpretation of this vision dream given to me by the Lord God immediately after waking was that it was an illustration of the fact that when the final storm begins to hit, meaning the end of this present world as we have known it, which, mind you, begins at the rapture of the church, where all who belong to the Lord Jesus Christ at his appearing will be protected and removed from the hour of temptation. As mentioned in Revelation chapter 3, verse 10, where it is said by Jesus himself, quote, Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, and I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Of which, my friends, is in reference to the time of great tribulation, or the second three and a half years of the seven years of tribulation. The last three and a half years are well known as, and are called in the word of God, the time of Jacob's or Israel's trouble of which begins with the war of Ezekiel 38 and 39 that begins sometime just prior to the rapture of the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ, a.k.a. the ready, watching, waiting, praying, and faithful church of the Lord Jesus Christ. This second three and a half years or 42 months is the same time that has been reserved for the open rule and reign of Satan's Antichrist beast, false prophet, and the time and implementation of the Antichrist mark of the beast system. Not to mention the outpouring of the wrath of the one and only true and living God from heaven without mixture upon the heads of the godless, ungodly, backslidden, and unsaved of this present world. Meanwhile, the Porsche, being completely washed away without a trace, is an illustration of the godless, ungodly, backslidden, and unsaved of this present world, who are the same that are found in the depiction of those just mentioned, who are left behind here upon the earth 
after the rapture and are the same who will ultimately at the end of the time of the great tribulation or if you will at the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ with us who are taken at the time of the rapture will be following him in tow and will forever those that were left behind until the end of the great tribulation will forever be swept away into the lake of fire for all eternity which is the summation which the summation of is depicted as well in revelation chapter 3 verses 1 through 6 where jesus there again speaking states quote and unto the angel of the church of sardis write these things saith he that has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, and that thou hast a name, and thou, that thou livest and art dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain, that they are, that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and has heard, and hold fast, and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come, Jesus said, on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Thou hast a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, meaning they shall go in the rapture, my friends, for they are worthy, says the Lord Jesus. He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit, with a capital S, meaning the Holy Spirit, my friends, saith unto the churches. And remember, my friends, churches are not buildings or four walls. They are people. My friends, what you have just heard is where we stand this very day. There are many churches that look prosperous and lively, but on the inside, they are full of dead men's bones. For they have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof from the which the bible says turn away from which my friends is in reference to the indwelling power working and anointing of god's holy spirit by which the name the word and the blood of the lord and only savior of the world who is none other than jesus christ is propelled into the hearts minds and spirit of mankind if they will receive it and brings the opportunity of eternal life or life everlasting of which has already been paid in full by the work of the Lord Jesus Christ upon the cross of Calvary which was performed for the covering and remission of the sins of the world or there again for all who will receive it who will receive my friends this gift from God made possible by way of his one and only begotten son who there again is Jesus Christ and the precious and holy blood he shed upon the cross of Calvary. Now, as we move into our first piece of the day, we are shown that the day is soon approaching when men will throw their silver and their gold into the streets, for it will not 
and shall not be able to sustain them in the time that is soon and very soon to come at the takeover of Satan's Antichrist Mark of the Beast system. My friends, I don't know how many of you are aware of the fact that President Trump is, just as President President Jackson did in the past, is quietly just about ready to dissolve the Federal Reserve monetary system, which will only, which will not only affect the U.S., but the world as a whole. Which, just to be clear, means that what is coming will cause the fiat money system or petrodollar system headed by the U.S. dollar to give way to a whole new economy and money system that will shortly be brought into existence. In this piece written by Mr. Michael Snyder, we are showing just how close we are to this soon, and I do mean soon coming change that will affect every person in the United States of America and the world as a whole. This piece is dated November 17th, 2019, and is titled, Brace for Impact, the U.S. Economy is Going Down, and It's Going Down Hard, of which he thusly begins by sharing, I have so many bad economic numbers to share with you that I don't even know where to start. I had anticipated that the U.S. economy, the U.S. economic slowdown would accelerate during the fourth quarter of 2019, and that is precisely what has happened. Mr. Snyder then says, the Federal Reserve is trying to do all that it can to keep us from officially slipping into a recession. And the federal government is literally spending money as if tomorrow will never come. But all of that intervention has not been enough to reverse our economic momentum. We are really starting to see conditions begin to deteriorate very rapidly now, and 2020 is already shaping up to be the most pivotal year for the U.S. economy since 2008. Moving forward, Mr. Snyder says, Let me start my analysis by discussing how U.S. consumers are doing right now. According to CBS News, a major news study, a major news study that we just that was just released found that 70 percent of all Americans are struggling financially. Many Americans remain in precarious financial shape, even as the economy continues to grow with 7 of 10 saying they are struggling with at least one aspect of financial stability, such as paying bills or saving money. The findings come from a survey of more than 5,400 Americans from the Financial Health Network, a nonprofit financial service consultancy. The project, which started a year ago, is aimed at assessing people's financial health by asking about debt, savings, bills, and wages, among other issues. At this point, Mr. Snyder says, that sure doesn't sound like a booming economy, does it? He then goes on to say, even 
And even though things are already really tough for millions upon millions of American families, it appears that things are rapidly getting worse. In fact, we just witnessed the largest decline for the Bloomberg Consumer Comfort Index since 2008, of which states, despite stocks soaring to record highs, the Bloomberg Consumer Comfort Index fell last week to 58.0 from 59.1 a week earlier and has now plunged 5.4 points in three weeks, the biggest such drop since 2008. Yes, says Mr. Snyder, the employment situation in this country is still relatively stable for the moment. But the truth is that most of the jobs that have been created in recent years actually pay very little. If you can believe it, 58 million jobs in the United States currently pay less than $793 a week, he says. He goes on to share that there are now roughly 105 million production and non-supervisory jobs in the U.S., That's 83% of all private sector jobs, and more than half of them, 58 million, pay less than the average weekly U.S. wage of $793. He then goes on to point out many of these jobs don't offer health care or other benefits, and continues by stating that these are the best jobs that many Americans can find and the most hours they can get. Mr. Snyder then adds, and Mr. Snyder then adds, my friends, and as I discussed in a previous article, 50% of all U.S. workers currently make less than $33,000 a year. He continues his report by stating, in recent years, many families have increasingly turned to debt in order to maintain their middle-class lifestyles. But now, a lot of those debts are starting to go bad. In fact, he says, the New York Fed just announced it just announced that serious auto loan delinquencies in the United States have hit a brand new record high. The following comes from Wolf Richter. Serious auto loan delinquencies, auto loans that are 90 days or more past due in the third quarter of 2019, after an amazing trajectory, reached a historic high of $62 billion, according to data from the New York Fed today. Mr. Snyder then asks his readers, do you remember the subprime mortgage meltdown of 2008? Just before going on to interject, well, a very similar thing is happening right now with auto loans. Mr. Snyder then says, meanwhile, the bad economic numbers just keep rolling in. Here are a few data points that we have gotten since my last article, he says. We just witnessed the worst decline for U.S. industrial production since 2009. The CAS freight index has just fallen for the 11th month in a row. 
Sears has announced that they will be laying off hundreds of workers as they continue to close stores at a very rapid pace. Mr. Snyder then shares, at this point, it is going to be a real challenge to keep U.S. GDP growth above zero for the fourth quarter. If you can believe it, the latest forecast from the Atlantic Fed is projecting a fourth quarter growth rate of just, listen up, my friends, 0.3%. The GDP Now model estimates for real GDP growth, seasonally adjusted annual rate, in the fourth quarter of 2019 is 0.3 on November 15th, down from 1.0% on November 8th. After this morning's retail trade releases from the U.S. Census Bureau and this morning's industrial production report from the Federal Reserve Board of Governors, the now casts of the fourth quarter real person, real personal consumption expenditures growth and fourth quarter real gross private domestic investment growth decreased from 2.1%, listen, my friends, and negative 2.3% respectively, to 1.7% and negative 4.4% respectively. Mr. Snyder says that, Mr. Snyder says, and so say I, my friends, this is terrible. He as well says that we aren't talking about 3%. They are projecting growth of zero. Point three percent. And if we slip below zero, he says, we could actually be in the beginning of a recession right now without even realizing it yet. He then shares that the Federal Reserve has been attempting to bolster the economy by cutting interest rates and by pumping massive amounts of money into the financial system. They are telling us that this new round of money creation is not not QE. But from the very beginning, I have been pointing out that it really is more quantitative easing. And many in the financial world are starting to acknowledge this reality. Mr. Snyder then shares, after a month of constant verbal gymnastics and diarrhea from the financial pundits, sycophants, who can't think creatively or originally and merely parrot their echo chamber in hopes of likes and retweets by the federal, by the Fed, that the recent launch of $60 billion in T-bills purchases is anything but QE. Whatever you do, don't call it QE4. Just call it not QE, please. He says, one bank finally had the guts to say what was so obvious to anyone who isn't challenged by simple logic. The Fed's not QE is simply QE. 
or quantitative easing, my friends, such as we saw at the beginning of 2009 because of the crash of 2008. The global systemic meltdown of 2008 brought quantitative easing into our picture, and it has never really left. In a note, warning that the Fed's latest purchase program, whether one calls it QE or not QE, will have big, potentially catastrophic costs. Bank of America's Ralph Axel writes that in the aftermath of the Fed's new program of T-bill purchases to increase the amount of reserve in the banking system, the Fed made an effort to repeatedly inform markets that this is not a new round of quantitative easing. And yet, as the Bank of America strategist notes, quote, in important ways, it is similar, end quote. Mr. Snyder then states, but as I discussed earlier, all of the Fed's efforts are not working. Listen up, my friends. He says, no matter how hard they try, they have not been able to reverse our economic momentum. And many people believe that what we have seen so far is just the tip of the iceberg. In fact, he says, trends forecaster Gerald Salente is convinced that we are headed for, quote, the greatest depression, end quote. You think you have a crisis in a country near you now? You haven't seen anything. When the greatest depression hits, people are going to be escaping violence, poverty, corruption. Civil wars are already happening in front of everybody's eyes. And you think you've got a homeless problem in a city near you? You haven't seen anything. You are going to see homelessness everywhere. This is out of control, and it's going to only get worse as the global economy slows down. And to that, Mr. Snyder ends his piece by asking, and you know what? He's right. What is coming is going to make 2008 look like a Sunday picnic, and our society is completely and utterly unprepared for what is about to happen. And on that mind-numbing note, my friends, I will be right back after the break so that we may continue our peek into America on the Eve of Destruction.
It's a beautiful song, my friends. Okay, now, let us examine the question asked by our next piece for today, of which was written by Dr. David R. Reagan, and just happens to be the title of, of the same said piece, of which is, Is It Too Late for America? Has America Passed the Point of No Return? Of which Mr. or shall we say, of which Dr. Reagan begins by sharing in a sermon delivered in 1989 at Times Square Church in New York City, Pastor David Wilkerson electrified his audience with the proclamation that America had passed the point of no return in its rebellion against God and had thus been destined by God for final judgment. He began the sermon with the following words, America is dying. The country's wound is incurable. It is now in the final throes of a terminal disease. The greatest empire is crumbling. Dr. Reagan continues by stating, the message summarized, the critical points made by Wilkerson in this historic prophetic declaration were as follows. Number one, America is a sinful nation that is currently experiencing the judgment of God. God, number two, God has raised up many prophetic voices to call America to repentance and to warn that continued rebellion will lead to doom. This was in 1989, my friends. Number three, America has refused to listen to these prophetic to these prophets. Instead, the nation has stiffened in its rebellion against God. Number four, the result is that America has passed the point of no return, the point of dre- dread release. When God delivers a nation from judgment to destruction. And number five, thus the wrath of God is about to fall on this nation, most likely in the form of an economic collapse from which there will be no recovery. Dr. Reagan's first subtitle in this piece is A Mocking Nation. He begins this segment by stating, it is an ominous message of truth that Americans, even Christians, I'd like to say so-called Christians, my friends, will rebel against. The Christian community will reject it because it has compromised its values with the world. And this would be very true, my friends, for the counterfeit and lukewarm Christians. It has wrapped itself in the flag of patriotism, patriotism, and it has deceived itself with its Pollyanna gospel of health, wealth, and prosperity. He goes on to say that when God sent prophets to Israel and Judah, calling them to repent, the people mocked the prophets, saying, we are God's chosen people. They reminded the prophets, God will never allow our nation to be destroyed. 
See Jeremiah chapter 5, verses 12 and 13, and Micah chapter 3, verse 11, he says. Just before going on to say, for the past 30 years, God has been raising up prophetic voices in America, voices like David Wilkerson calling this country to repentance. He further states, we have reacted in the same manner as the ancient Israelis. We have mocked the prophets by arrogantly reminding them that we are a Christian nation. The second subtitle of Dr. Reagan's piece is A Nation Under Judgment. He continues by pointing out, but the truth is that we are anything but a Christian nation, which, my friends, I really do agree with wholeheartedly, especially today. This is not 1989 anymore. He goes on to say, our behavior as a nation makes a mockery of Christianity. And I agree with that, my friends. We lead the world, he says, in every abomination known to man. Abortion, alcoholism, drug addiction, gambling, divorce, child abuse, violent crime, pornography, and yes, he says, even child pornography. Worse yet, he says, we export our violence and immorality to other countries through our sleazy movies and television programs. We have become the moral polluter of planet Earth. Dr. Reagan continues his expose by sharing, and we are reaping what we have sown. The judgment of God is upon this nation. He then invites all to read Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 15 through 48. He states the curses of a nation under judgment are listed there. The passage reads like a detailed description of American society. Cities in chaos, youth in bondage, government in confusion, a foreign policy in retreat, rampant disease, epidemic divorce, agricultural calamity, and increasing foreign domination. The next subtitle of Dr. Reagan's piece is A Nation in Rebellion. He begins by stating, yet despite these judgments, we have refused to repent In fact, he says, we have stiffened in our rebellion against God. In our schools, we have abolished prayer, removed the Ten Commandments, and banned the distribution of Bibles. He continues by sharing, we have terrorized our teachers into believing that they will lose their jobs if they mention God to their students. We have even mandated the teaching of atheistic evolution and have prohibited the truth of creationism. That would be as noted in the very word of God, my friends. I'm not sure I like that word all that much because I think it's attached to some other things that probably aren't biblical, but the kind of creationism I'm talking about is begins in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. At the same time of the writing of this piece, Dr. Reagan reminds us that we are in the process of legalizing and encouraging sodomy. 
We are handing out condoms and needles to our youth. We are going out of our way to protect every expression of profanity and obscenity. He further states, our state governments are encouraging immorality by promoting gambling in every conceivable form. And our artists are wallowing in blasphemy, using every form of artistic expression to mock and ridicule God. And to that, I say, my friends, can you hear me now, Mr. Kanye West and the Joel Olsteins of America? I digress. Meanwhile, Dr. Reagan continues by stating a truth of which is that even though, my friends, the Lord God is at this very moment in time giving America one last chance to repent as a nation by the sending in of President Trump for such a time as this, Mr. Reagan says, and so say I a thousand percent, my friends, America is thumbing its nose at God. The Supreme Court is in rebellion against God. Our Congress is hardened against God. Our bureaucracy could care less about God. Our educational system has banned God. And in the final subtitle, of Mr. Reagan's, or Dr. Reagan's, piece of which is A Nation Facing Wrath. He begins by stating, The chilling thing about our behavior as a nation is that the Bible teaches that when a nation under judgment refuses to repent, it will ultimately reach a point where God will deliver it from judgment to wrath, from discipline to doom. The Bible further teaches that when this terrible point of dread release is reached, the nation cannot be saved even by the prayers of the righteous. He then says, read Ezekiel chapter 14, verses 12 through 20. He then moves to close his piece by sharing, I call this I call this the Nahum principle because it is so clearly taught in the prophetic message that God gave to Nahum to deliver Nineveh, the capital of the Assyrian Empire. Nahum pronounced that the nation's wounds had become incurable. Nahum chapter 3, verse 19. Jeremiah, he says, used this same terminology when he later pronounced God's doom upon Judah. Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 19, and chapter 30, verse 12. Dr. Reagan then states, Nahum identifies the point of no return in chapter 1, verse 11. Oops, there's that 11. You know what I always say about 11. He says, it occurs when a nation's apathy towards God or rebellion against God is transformed into war with God. In other words, he says, it is one thing for a nation to ignore God and another for it to rebel against God. 
These actions will provoke the judgment of God, but when a nation goes to war with God, that nation beckons the wrath of God and thus seals its doom. Next, Dr. Reagan's Dr. Reagan asks the question, has America reached this point? He then goes on to say, David Wilkerson, God's Jeremiah for our time says we have. And this was in 1989, my friends. He then says, I think Wilkerson is right on target. He ends his piece with these biblically charged insights by first asking, how will God's wrath be manifest be manifested towards us? He then states, initially, it is almost likely to come in the form of an economic collapse from which there will be no hope of recovery. Ultimately, he says, it is likely to be consummated in our destruction by nuclear weapons. And that is yet to be seen, and how God will take care of it is that yet to be seen. Dr. Reagan closes by stating, As we face the consequences of our war against God, let those of us who are Christians do so with hope in our hearts, remembering the words of Nahum 1-7, quote, The Lord is good a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trusteth in him. And for that reason, my friends, we must get ready, be ready, and stay ready for the soon appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ in the rapture or the catching away of the saints. To do that, my friends, you must first ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins. As outlined in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13, where the Apostle Paul states by way of the indwelling power, working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved, or you shall be saved, my friends. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, I like to say right living in Jesus Christ, my friends. And the word of God goes on to say, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, which means your way of escape from the wrath of God by way of the precious and holy shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, which was shed upon the cross of Calvary over 2,000 years ago for complete and full payment to anyone who will receive him as their Lord, Master, Savior, soon-coming King, and Messiah. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him, who is he, my friends? He's Jesus Christ, shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, who is the name, what is the name of the Lord? His name is Jesus Christ, my friends. God is a title. His name is Jesus Christ. It's the Father. It's the Son. And it's the Holy Spirit. 
these three are separate, but yet are one. My friends, we have a very short time before something will take place in this world that is going to change everything. Now, over this last year, I have been repeatedly telling you about this in different doses of things from the from our from our news across the land and around the world. It's all right in front of us. But the fact is, is without the indwelling power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit to guide you and lead you into all truth and righteousness and show you what is truth and what is error, my friends, most people don't get any of it. They don't realize that we're only almost one blink of the eye away from a system where the U.S. dollar will no more be in circulation. And it's coming very soon, my friends. And it comes, my friends, before the mark of the beast is ever put on the scene, because we're still going to be here. My friends, Christians won't be here after the rapture. And then you'll be on your own to take the mark of the beast, which I advise never to do, because if you do, the word of God says your soul will be doomed for all eternity, because you have just made your profession of putting your trust in Satan for your sustenance and needs over trusting in God. And therefore, God has already written it down in his word for those who take the mark of the beast or the name of the beast. And his mark is six, the number 666, my friends. And his name will be revealed at the appointed time. But right now we can call him the Antichrist beast. We can call him the son of perdition because he's already been on the scene once here, my friends. And he is returning for 42 months run to take all that he can with him to the eternal place of damnation called the lake of fire, where even death and hell will be cast into when at the end of everything, my friends, the word of God says death and hell are cast into the lake of fire and all those whose names are not written in the book of life, my friends. The book of life is where your name is written When you receive the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart by asking him to forgive you of your past sins and go out no more to willfully sin, but to begin to understand and to know God's word, know it well and know it correctly for yourself as directed by the indwelling power which you are to seek from the Lord God of his Holy Spirit. For the Spirit of God is sent to us, not only to walk with us, but to be in us, that we would know the difference between truth and error. We have the mind of the Lord Jesus Christ, as the word in Colossians says. We are to put on the mind of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that is to operate in the Spirit and not the flesh, my friends. The Lord says that if we're operating in the Spirit, we're not giving away to the sins of the flesh, because our mind is stayed upon the Lord and not at the things of this world. My friends, time is very short, and soon, and very soon, the Lord Jesus Christ will seemingly very quietly break the eastern sky, although us that are ready, watching, waiting, praying, and looking for his imminent return are excited, and it will for us be a day of renown, because we will see him in the eastern sky, and he will lift us up by the power and working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit to forever be with him in glory, my friends. 
But as for those who do not have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ at the time of his appearing, they will not even see him in the eastern sky, my friends. They will not be they will not be touched by this event. But the thing that will happen is the word of God says it will happen in the blink of an eye. We shall be changed into our glorified body, those who are ready, watching, waiting, praying, and looking for the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ. My friends, but as for those who have not a personal relationship in good standing with the Lord Jesus Christ at his appearing in the rapture, you will be left behind uh, to do what the word of God states, to believe the lie of the Antichrist and to buy into receiving the mark of the beast, which will then doom your soul for all eternity. Because in the time that you've had on this side of the rapture, you've rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. You have rebelled against God. You've stiffened your neck and your stance against God to the point that there comes a day that only God knows that you cross a line in the proverbial sand. It's spiritually speaking, and the Lord cuts you off. And for different people, that time can come at different times. But for most, it will come on the other side of the rapture when they are then made to believe the lie of the Antichrist, receive the mark of the beast, and then are doomed for all eternity to the lake of fire. And then you'll be able to look up into the halls of heaven and you'll be able to see all those people that tried to tell you that you were going in the wrong direction, that you can't receive, that you can't reject the Lord Jesus Christ and expect to have eternal life. You'll have eternal damnation. It sounded like a big fairy tale and a farce to you at that time. But when you look up into the halls of heaven and you see those people, those same people that are now in glory and who will never know that you're missing from glory in heaven. When you look up and see them walking the streets of gold, you'll know, and you'll know for all eternity that you made the wrong choice, that you allowed Satan to dupe you into believing that his way was the right way, that prideful uh, monetary gain and uh, thinking that you can counterfeit God's word and that you can bring musical experiences to receive the Lord Jesus Christ when that is not what the Bible says. My friends, I don't care how many good scriptures you put in your music, but at the same time, your music is full of profanity, such as, well, I'm just going to say it, such as Kanye West. His whole album is full of words that weren't even allowed to be said in public, and it's being called Christian. You go look at the you go look at the lyrics for yourself. Don't take my word for it. I'm just on my way to glory, and I'm trying to propel you by the way of the power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit to to join me and not join those of this world who have tried to dupe everybody through their riches and their fame and their money and their dazzling ways and their very charismatic ways, my friends, that they're very, they have high charisma, which in most cases, if not coupled with a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and used for the preaching of the gospel under the influence of God's Holy Spirit— is of Satan and will take others to the lake of fire with them. 
because Satan is very cunning and he is looking to take everybody that God created on this earth that he can with him to the lake of fire because it is his last stop. My friends, don't let it be yours. I cannot stress to you how short our time is. And my friends, today is the day of salvation. The word of God tells us to call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we shall not be ashamed, and that there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For all that call upon the Lord, he is rich unto all that call upon him. And his name is Jesus Christ. It is no other, my friends. It is the only name under heaven that by which Acts chapter 4 tells us all men must be saved by the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ, the son of the one and only begotten son of the one and only true and living God. Not this Jesus coming in a uh, spaceship uh, from the Himalayan mountains, taking you to Saturn, my friends. No, no, no. That's another gospel and another Jesus that the word of God also warns us not to buy into. My friends, you need to know the word of God. You need to know it well, and you need to know it correctly for yourself, because on the day of God's judgment, you will stand there with no one else but yourself. And the only words that the Lord God will have for you, in essence, will be, what did you do with my son? He will already know, so it won't even be worth making up a lie from Satan to try to cover it, because he already is a God that knows the end from the beginning, and he already knows what you did or did not do with his son. And the saddest part is, my friends, if you do not have a personal relationship with his one and only begotten son, you're on your way to the lake of fire. It's not if, and, or maybe, it is for sure. So today is the day of salvation. If you would like to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you're being pricked in your heart right now from the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit saying, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. You need to get right. You need to do it today. My friends, we don't know at what hour we're not going to be on this on the face of this planet anymore. You can't even go to Walmart. I've said it before, before you're being gunned down. And even out on the roads or at the gas station or walking down the street or in your own home. It doesn't matter anymore. Satan is running rampant, my friends. He's on the loose because he knows his hour is short. And he's trying to take out everybody in this world that he can. My friends, don't let it be you or your family. Know that you need to know that you need to know that Jesus Christ is the only way to eternal life. There is no other. Don't be duped into believing any other thing. And my friends, you're not going to get it from a dead church where they're dancing around a satanic dance in the middle of the all-seeing eye, such as what was presented to the whole world from Joel Osteen's church last Sunday night. I'm going to call a spade a spade. He's taking people to hell and on into the lake of fire where he's going to end up. Don't go with him. Now, he has an opportunity to change, too, but that's up to him. I'm warning you, you better not take up the ways of Satan because you'll be on your way to the lake of fire just the same as he is. 
Let me pray for you today, my friends, and I pray, Lord Jesus, that the hearts of your people will be pricked with the power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit, dear Lord God, that today they will realize that there may not be a tomorrow. There may not be an hour from now, but they need to get ready. They need to be ready, watching and waiting for your imminent return or to be ready at any time you might call us home, Lord God. Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And Lord Jesus, I ask now that you would please forgive me of my sins and that you would receive me into your family. Lord Jesus, I know that you are faithful and true to do that which you have promised. And what you have promised is to give us eternal life if we will follow you and not Satan and not the things of this world set up by him. Lord Jesus, I know that today you have heard my prayer from a broken and contrite heart and spirit, and I know today that I am now your child. Holy Spirit, have your way in this day and in my life for now and to eternity. Help me to know God's word, know it well, and know it correctly for myself. And Lord God, I want to seek you for the indwelling power, working and anointing of your Holy Spirit. It is the power that raised Jesus up off this earth, and it will be the same power that raises me up off this earth. And Lord God, I know that you are faithful and true to bestow it upon me if I seek you diligently for it after receiving a personal relationship with your Lord Jesus, your one and only begotten Son, who is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ, after asking him to forgive me of my sins. And I ask it all in Jesus' precious and holy name. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. And with that said, my friends, it is a wrap. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Shalom and blessings until we meet again. I believe that we are living in the days John wrote about. The end times are upon us, and of that there is no doubt. Get your mind out of the world, take your Bible off the shelf, read the book of Revelations for yourself. Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven? 